What's going on guys? My name is Alden Hero and welcome to a little bit of bonus content. I guess if you're listening to this on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever podcast avenue you choose to drive down, um, this is a bonus episode, simply. It's just me. It was supposed to be me and a guest, but guest couldn't really make it tonight. So I decided that I wanted to talk and uh, here I am. If you're watching on YouTube, this is a vlog. Um... I don't know what changed in my mind, but I figured I just want to show my face a little bit more. And if it's possible, I'll do it in podcasts. But um, also, it might be uncomfortable for some of the guests who aren't used to... Pretty much everyone who comes to my podcast is someone who is, like, not traditionally a podcaster of any kind. It's mostly just friends of mine. Um, but anyway, there was actually something that I wanted to talk about before I get into um, the questions. I asked for questions on Twitter last night. Um, and that is this idea of separating the art from the artist. And what I mean by that specifically is um, I'm a huge fan of this band called Brand New. And I was supposed to see them live uh, last week on Thursday in Dublin in the Olympia Theatre. Um, and about six days or so before I was supposed to see them, um, there was uh, basically their lead singer, Jesse Lacey, was subjected to uh, allegations uh, regarding him grooming younger fans, uh, younger female fans in around 2002 to 2006 or so. Um, and the girls were as young as 15, allegedly. Um, and there was this sort of thing. There was this one girl that came out and said, uh, Jesse Lacey is a piece of shit. He used me and solicited nudes from me when I was 15. And, uh, things like that. Um, like, just, just really dark claims to make. And... Um, another person came forward with similar allegations. As far as I know, the two people don't know each other. Um, but then Jesse Lacey himself released a statement. Uh, he apologized, not for anything in particular. Uh, and I would assume that's because if he apologized for um, the alleged offenses that he's been accused of, um, it would be a legal matter because he would be um, basically um, admitting to... A crime so he basically said he's a shitty person he's a narcissist he's hurt people in the past he's cheated on his wife he um, used to be a sex addict and things like that and um, it got really grim and really dark and brand new ended up canceling their remaining shows and they're kind of in that weird process at the moment of being written out of history uh, which kind of happens to people who do bad things um, and there's numerous examples of that happening in the world. And the thing that I want to discuss is when is it okay to keep listening to their music? Is it okay to keep listening to their music? Um, the, like the logical answer would be, yeah, as long as he is not singing about the crimes that he is accused of. But even that point is a little bit tricky because some of Brand New's songs are lyrically sketchy um there's a track called me versus maradona versus elvis if you want to look up the lyrics to that song it appears to be about a guy uh who uh basically fills a, a woman up with alcohol and then um uh, takes advantage of the situation um and there's a lot of lyrics in there about jesse lacy's self-loathing which i think is actually quite like the cynic in me finds it interesting because there's obviously a lot of regret in those lyrics and he obviously just resents the type of person that he is he also sings about like how disgusted he is with his actions but how um 
uncontrollable his urges appear to be and um that's kind of me reading between the lines a little bit that's that's not like concrete evidence um but it got me thinking anyway this whole thing um kevin spacey obviously has recently come under similar um allegations i suppose uh, his character has been um completely torn down in the mainstream at the moment as he was accused of basically sexually assaulting multiple young boys um, and in the face of these allegations he just came out and said well I'm a gay man so um, I don't know what the story is there uh, at no point have has either character Kevin Spacey or Jesse Lacey never realized that they rhymed wow that is phenomenal um, but ne- neither of them have have um, refuted specific allegations and that's kind of an interesting point to me because it would appear as though they've done something right like they've come out and apologized for something um, I part of me feels like they're not referencing specific moments and refuting them because they're afraid that evidence will come forward um, that basically confirms everyone's suspicion or confirms these allegations um, but the Kevin Spacey thing is interesting because House of Cards are kind of trying to write him out of the picture even though he is the main star of that show his face isn't featured on the Netflix posters anymore um, I don't think his name is billed in the little blurb uh, he was also all of his scenes in an upcoming movie have been removed and they're getting someone else in to film them instead and it just has me wondering like is this the right strategy um, when it comes to people like this and should we be uh, removing um, their art along with them, the thing that they create. Um, I've seen, I, I've been reading a lot of um, the, the sort of um, philosophical arguments for this case and whether or not it's it's acceptable to divorce the art from the artist and whether or not there's like a moral implication of doing so. Um, a lot of people listen to Wagner, who's like a really famous composer. He famously um, created the Ride of the Valkyries, which is a section that you all know if you go and listen to it. It's in the movie Apocalypse Now. It's in the movie The Blues Brothers. It's also just one of the most famous pieces of music ever written. Um, and that guy was like a major anti-Semite, apparently. Um, there's other stuff like Woody Allen continues to make movies that receive critical acclaim, even though it seems apparent that he's some kind of weird child molester um, who... I think sexually assaulted his niece or something to that effect and even like his son I think or his son-in-law or something like that has has come out and said like this guy is a monster like stop giving this guy publicity he is terrible um similarly Roman Polanski who is a famous director he directed Chinatown which is a movie that still gets um much critical acclaim it still gets referenced as, as a great movie um and this guy you know, falsely imprisoned and raped a 13-year-old girl, um, which is the reason he cannot go back to the United States because he will be arrested. Um, like, this is a charge that's out over his head and, and it's pending. And, you know, if he ever does step back on American soil, that's what's going to happen to him. And still, he makes movies that get, like, major mainstream stars in them who aren't turned off by the fact that there is a pending arrest warrant on this guy. And, um... It's just really weird, and I guess the excuse for these people is like, oh, well, the art is so good, you know, the, this is such a good creation that we have to um, divorce it from the person who made it. Um, and an argument that they would make is something like, do you have a problem with Hitler's children? Uh, like, what if Hitler's children grew up to be really wholesome, charitable people? Would we write them off just because of their last name? And um, I guess it just comes back to the point, if 
their art doesn't reference their misdemeanors, their crimes, their just horrible things that they've done, the stains on their character. If that's not referenced by the art, I think most people see it as acceptable to listen. Um, and I don't really have a dog in the fight. I'm sort of confused myself a little bit because I really want to continue listening to Brand New. But I fear that every time I think of those lyrics, I think like this is a guy who's really tortured. Like I, I feel really bad for this guy. Um, just in general, people who suffer from depressive mood disorders and things like that have a tendency to feel guilty about things that are not actually their fault. And I always thought that Jesse Lacey's message was that, but it in fact appears as though he feels guilty about the harm that he has caused people and the damage he's done to people's lives. And I feel like that by listening to his music, I'm sort of saying like, oh, well, that's okay. Um, it's, it's like I'm accepting his apology almost. And it's just really strange. And I'd like to know what other people think of it. It's something that I wanted to talk about on my podcast um, with somebody else. Obviously, I am now talking about it on my podcast. Um, but I wanted someone else's opinion. And I couldn't really think of who the best person to ask would be. Um, but I have a question for you. Like, what would it take for you to stop listening to your favorite artist or your, your, your favorite... Well, like, what would it take for you to stop watching movies that your favorite actor is in? Something like that. Like, what what kind of scandal would it take? Because I know that I, I used to be, uh, not a massive, but like, I used to enjoy listening to Lost Prophets, and now they are just like full-scale deleted, gone uh, off every single one of my devices. I even deleted the library that stores all the music I've ever listened to. So like no one would even know I ever listened to them. That's how much I went into like, I can't even think about that music. It reminds me of the crimes of their singer. Don't Google it if you don't know what they are, because it will actually just change the way you think about life. Um, but yeah, so um, I guess it's just one of those weird inner conflicts. Um, if I keep listening to their music, is that in some weird moral way disrespectful to his victims? I don't know. And also, it's important to mention that he hasn't actually been accused of anything yet. And we do live in a society where one is innocent until proven guilty. So um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's the climate to be asking that question, though, because there are so many instances of just unbelievable sexual assault allegations that uh, come out into the mainstream and then get verified by people who I believe are verifiable, like people who, who whose opinions I trust and people who I respect. And uh, it's just a kind of crazy time. Um, a, a really kind of extreme example I saw um, was that the Nazis um, conducted like numerous experiments on live subjects that were brutal and torturous and just... Uh, huge human rights abuses but in doing that they learned things that we use in modern medicine today um, and similarly I think it was Operation Paperclip was this um, was this operation from the US government to, to smuggle like the leading Nazi scientists over to the US and convert them and get all of their good information and use that for the greater good um, and it's okay to do that despite the huge stains on their character. Um, it's something that if you watch Homeland and if Homeland is any sort of source of, of reference for the real world, they do stuff like that a lot in Homeland. Um, if they find someone who has committed um, like federal offenses or um, just moral discrepancies, then they will turn that person into a double agent and use them against their... So, I don't know... Um, it's just hard to know what to do with 
the information in front of us, I suppose. Um, I feel like I'm very low in this. I look like I am wearing a black bin bag of sorts and it's strange. But anyway, um, I'd be really interested in your thoughts on that subject because it's something that's kind of just been on my mind an awful lot lately. So with that out of the way, this is wobbly because uh, my webcam is on a tilt. Anyway, uh, the questions, the questions, oh God, the questions. Uh, the first question is from Dan who says, why is your beard game so strong? Uh, this is not a strong beard game. I, I feel like I can usually tell the age of a person by judging how uh, infatuated they are with my beard. And if you think this is a strong beard game, you are probably under the age um, that you reach in order to actually grow a beard. So, um, Dan, I'm going to guess that you're like uh, under 23, probably. Um, I will say this about my beard. It's decent for someone who has blonde hair and can inexplicably only grow a ginger beard. Like, this is probably as good as it'll get for me, and I'm fairly satisfied with that. Um, the next question is from footballfan8, who says, Do you think people are too sensitive online these days? Because I feel like people are actively looking to be offended online. Um, this is a like a weird thing that everybody's talking about at the moment. I feel like you cannot even look for any political discussion without dragging yourself into the YouTube-related link wormhole of like Dave Rubin on political correctness, or this guy and this guy, and, and just constant like centrist... Um, voices saying like oh political correctness is terrible we need to do this people need to stop getting outraged freedom of speech is the most important thing um etc etc and it has like become the most boring discussion happening in the world because it's something that everyone talks about and everyone seems to come to the same conclusion which is that freedom of speech should be absolute uh, regardless of who is offended by it um and then like oh but the university campuses and blah 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 um I don't know if people are too sensitive online these days. I think people in general are sensitive. I think people in general have always been sensitive. When I was growing up, there was um, an album came out called the Marshall Mathers LP. It was Eminem's second album. It was Eminem's third album, if you include Infinite. No one includes Infinite. Um, so the Marshall Mathers LP was released, and there were people picketing outside of his concerts regularly. I'm pretty sure he was like banned from performing in in some part of Canada, or they had to like cancel his show because religious um, religious people were just out in force with picket signs and uh, like hundreds of people gathering trying to cancel him from going out and rapping because his character Slim Shady uh, regularly spoke about like doing lots of drugs or filling women with drugs or uh, killing his wife and and. Yeah, killing his kids or killing other kids and stuff like that and it was really really dark um and you know the the political correctness uh movement at the time was against people like eminem and i don't remember that being a, like i don't know i i grew up in a catholic country and i grew up uh, i went to school in religious schools and i was always sort of taught that eminem was the bad guy and that's actually what drew me to eminem and how i became a fan of eminem um but that happened in like 1999 right so i don't think it's a matter of people being too sensitive online these days what i think it is is that people just now have a platform where all of the offended people can unite and just push their opinion straight to the top and because there's they do it in such large numbers people have to listen to them um i think that's always been the case like i, I feel like if you read letters to the editor 
in the year 1995 or if you looked on message boards from 1997 you would find people who have these opinions uh, it's just that they weren't really listened to before um, I don't know what people made of people picketing outside Eminem concerts back in the day because I was a kid and I don't remember what the narrative would have been and just news wasn't as widespread in that sense like if there was a riot in a university campus in America in the 1980s there's no way it was reaching Ireland um, as a platform for any kind of political discourse involving freedom of speech or anything like that. So I don't actually think it's a matter of people looking for reasons to be offended. Um, I think it's just that, well, I do think it's people looking to be offended, but I don't think it's a new phenomenon. I think people have always done it. I just think that the internet has basically made this a really accessible way of, of grouping up and shutting people down. And like, that's a problem. So um, that's kind of what I think. But I am very, very bored of the political correctness discussion. Um, but if you are interested in my opinions on that, you should check out, well, I think it's like episode 93. I definitely discussed political correctness in a full episode of the Midnight Hour. And I think uh, myself and my guest did it in a way that was a little bit more uh, original than the type of discussion you usually get around this topic. Next question is from Dr. J, who is not my usual co-host on the midnight hour and he says is it easier for top strikers in football now than it was say 20 to 30 years ago um i don't think so um i actually think in a way it might even be more difficult for top strikers because um i don't know that's not really a point i've fully thought out but just the speed of the average fullback now um compared to before i think is significantly quicker i was looking at stats on this recently um I don't know. I I am a fan of George Best, and I like watching clips of George Best. Um, and the way that that guy moved around defenders made them all look terrible. I, I'm sure that that is mostly a testament to his ability. But I feel like if you put a player like Ronaldo in that exact same position, um, you would get even better effect. Like um, I, I'd say proportionally the level of difficulty is the same because football obviously now is such an elite sport. You have to be such an elite athlete. There's no more going out for a game at three o'clock after you've had two pints at 12. and ha Like that doesn't happen anymore because it can't happen anymore. That, that's just not a thing that any real player can do now because the, the level they're at is so competitive. It's such an elite thing. So I, I'd say just proportionally, it's probably the exact same that it's always been. Everyone is on the same level for the most part. Um, but yeah, um, maybe it is easier in the sense that things are more likely to be called a foul nowadays than they were in the past. I'm really not sure. Um, it's a tough question to answer. I That's one for the audience, actually. I'd really like to hear what you guys think about it because um, I'm very slow to think about football nowadays. Um, I find it really hard to come up with uh, insightful opinions on it because um, I fucking get my football information from sky sports and no one on there appears to have even watched football before but there they are uh, next question is from jake who says rank the best ways to cook eggs what do you want from me here do i need to okay like the best ways or the nicest types of eggs but like the best way to cook an egg is to crack it open into a frying pan and then like 
40 seconds later you've got a fried egg like that that's the that's the ideal and you can put it on a sandwich you can like just eat it by itself you can have it with whatever it's pretty much the best it's easy you know most of you are probably students like tell me about fried eggs there it's it's just the greatest thing um other than that you've got boiled eggs which i recently learned how to cook so that's good um and there's a poached egg, which I'm going to be honest, I have no idea what that is. And then there's eggs benedict, which I have no idea what that is either. Um, what else is... Oh, an omelette. An omelette is good, actually. Uh, similar to a fried egg, you simply... Uh, you don't crack it open into the frying pan. You crack it open into a bowl or a fucking cup or something. And then you do another one. And then if you have, like... You know, if you've got balls, you'll do another one. If you're, like, not cool, you'll just leave it at two, whatever. And then you stir it, and then you pour the thing into the frying pan, and then an omelette appears before you. And it's dope. Um, Omelettes are fucking great, and they basically serve as a full meal. So um, that's really good. So I guess I'd go fried egg, omelette, boiled egg, and then the other two, which are, you know, I'm open to suggestion about because I don't know what they are. But that that's pretty much, you know, the El De Niro guide to uh, frying eggs. Next question is from Dan Lloyd, who says, what podcast do you listen to slash favorite podcast episodes? I listen to podcasts every day and need more. Where is my telephone? Um, the types of podcasts I listen to uh, vary a lot, actually. I, I rarely sort of stick to one, but here's what I'm subscribed to on um, the CastBox app that I use. Uh, there's one called Democracy Now. There's Unfiltered with James O'Brien. There's The Ben Shapiro Show. Soda Jerker on Songwriting. Uh, the David Pakman Show. We the People Live. Uh, WTF with Mark Marin. Brexit Cast. Um, the Midnight Hour. Check that one out. Joe Rogan Experience. Um, Stuff You Should Know. Empire Film Podcast. Waking Up with Sam Harris. Um it's not loading the rest of them right now let me go on to soundcloud um i'll go back over those and uh tell you the ones that i'd recommend really depends on what kind of person you are and what you're in the mood for um it really does change for me that there's a podcast i listen to called um i can't remember the name of it unfortunately but it's a good one so uh, keep that in mind um yeah, my SoundCloud isn't really that much more uh, interesting than what I just said. Science Versus, that's really good. I, I kind of learn a lot from that. Um, Roman Mars is 99% Invisible. That's a really, really neat podcast. If you're looking for something that's like completely different to the type of podcast that I do, um, check out 99% Invisible. I think that's really good. Weird With You, obviously, that's one of the main ones um, where I actually listen to every single episode. I love those guys, and they're going to come back on my podcast pretty soon. Um Springsteen song of the week there's a, an interesting niche podcast for any Springsteen fans out there um, so yeah anyway uh, out of the uh, a really good podcast is Hardcore History by Dan Carlin um, I listened to actually purchased and listened to his Wrath of the Cans podcast um, and it's basically like 25 hours of him talking about the Cans and the, the Mongolian Empire and everything that they did and it is an unbelievable listen um, I haven't listened to a lot of the ones that I listed there. I'm just subscribed to them. Um, the Ben Shapiro show is pretty good because he is a guy who I don't really agree with a lot politically, but um, I feel like he's a, a reasonable and rational voice from the other side. So I sort of like to listen just so that I can um, be more informed. I, I feel like I, I really need to crawl out of the bubble that I'm in at the moment. Um, 
I think We The People Live with Josh Zepps is really good. Um, he's also very reasonable. I agree with him on a lot, but I think he's very reasonable in his arguments. Um, Waking Up With Sam Harris is one that I find myself going back to an awful lot. I think um, he's just a really good speaker and I could listen to him talk all day. He's also just so reasonable in his arguments that I find it really difficult to even find fault with any of them. And then the Joe Rogan experience is one that I just I, I continuously find myself amazed by that guy um i listen to his podcasts and i don't listen to every single one because there's actually too many there's too much content there um which is not a bad thing at all but um like this morning i was listening it was actually dan carlin i was listening to on the joe rogan podcast and this was on the bus and um i'd been listening to it since the day before uh, just in different spurts and as i was walking to the door of my work uh, the podcast was over and I was like, fuck, it's over already. It was three hours long and I was angry that it was over. Like, it, there's something about him, uh, his interview style, um, how well read he is versus my perception of how well read he is. Like, it, it's unreal. He's just absolutely fantastic. I've been a fan of his for years and years. My cousin Dara actually uh, put me on to him um probably like 10 years ago and uh like i've i've never been let down he's absolutely awesome um so yeah what are your favorite podcasts that's something that i'd really like to know because i'm always on the lookout um next question is from duffs who says which guests are scheduled to make an appearance in the near future assuming that there are certain topics already planned so uh my friend kieran who was on episode 17 i think uh he's coming back on um very soon it might even be the next episode it might be episode 99 i'm not too sure um nep is supposed to come on but uh to be honest his his schedule is like the complete opposite of my schedule um there's no way that they ever meet in the middle it's just his his schedule um his daily schedule is is literally he is at his busiest when i am at my least busy and uh, for that reason, it's just so hard to organize, but uh, I do want him to come back on. Um, apart from that, I have uh, a couple planned with Dr. John. Um, he's quite busy, as you would imagine, being a doctor. Um, and there is more. I have one planned with a journalist friend of mine who I haven't spoke to in a few years. Um, he's from Australia. It'll be his first time on the show. And... Um, I haven't fully decided what we're going to talk about yet, but I think he has a really good voice for podcasting. I think he'll be a really interesting guest. Like, he's a very funny guy. Um, I used to play video games with him. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, to that. And then um, Michelle from uh, Business Insider is also going to come back on uh, pretty soon to talk about the future of print media because I feel like that's quite an interesting topic and then i'm probably just going to cancel the midnight hour because that's a lot of planning next question is from daniel jw who says what do you think chester bennington's legacy will be and how do you think will lincoln park continue um i think chester bennington is rightfully going to go down as one of the greatest of all time um i truly believe that he um just his vocal range is, is just astounding it's so far above um like so lincoln park did this uh this like three hour concert recently where they had uh basically a different person on every song not on every single song but they had so many um singers from other bands came on and attempted to sing lincoln park songs and like very little of them did them any justice and what's so interesting is that they had to basically get a different style of vocalist for pretty much every song and um 
it's so crazy to think that literally all of those voices that they had to get to filter into each different song, all of them are just um, miles beneath Chester's vocal range. And I say that as a fan of like a lot of the people that were on there. Um, Derek Wibley from Sum 41, who like, is, like Sum 41 are kind of like a band that everyone likes to make fun of. I, th- I think they're actually really good. I, like a, a lot of their um, riffs and stuff like that from their first two albums are class. And they shown that they could be a lot more than a pop punk band if they wanted. Like the abilities there, no doubt about it. And they do have some dope tracks. Um, but I'm a huge fan of, of Derek Wibley and he performed um, their song The Catalyst, which is a really good song, but like, ah. Oh, he was probably the standout performer of the night uh, for the songs from that album. And I like, even he just couldn't do anything close to justice for, uh, for Chester's voice. So um, I think it's good that that's recognized too, because Linkin Park are kind of um, a band that a lot of people like to, to make fun of because they make music for teenagers. Um, but I think that's going to be cast in a different light now because what was previously perceived as teen angst that Chester was singing about to exploit uh, th- that market is now going to be looked at as real suffering from a, a, a real like troubled person. Um, so I, I think Linkin Park's legacy is pretty secure now. Uh, look, like they're one of the biggest bands of the 21st century. Uh, like it, it's, crazy um them and Coldplay I think Linkin Park have actually sold more than Coldplay um they might actually even be the biggest rock band of the 21st century in total Uh, don't quote me on that but it's entirely possible they um they captured a mainstream audience um on a level that no other band in the new metal sphere did at the time um like Limp Bizkit kind of did it but only for about a year and a half where Linkin Park just kept going and going and going and going from strength to strength and uh i don't know if they will continue um have they said maybe they've said they'll continue like it wouldn't surprise me if they if they got like a guest singer a friend of chester's or something like that they could do a new album like mike is quite a good frontman. um he's not the best singer in the world but he does write good songs um so i don't know um it's very possible i I, I, it would be really difficult though for them to do that because um like i said just just chester bennington is a behemoth and it's a void that couldn't be filled by 20 odd singers from um from their show in la so um i don't know it's an uphill task for sure um next question is from jack moore who says what has been your favorite podcast to record Mine has to be The Mysterious Stories, one of the early episodes, although I just listened and didn't record it. Um, I really, really, really loved doing the episodes with um, Jack, Jack Brown and Luce Moore. Uh, those were probably the most fun I had recording because I really felt like I didn't have to stick to any kind of structure. I could just be uh, me and not the podcaster me. Um, so those were, those were really fun, especially the, the first episode where, um, Jack Brown and Luce Moore came on. I, I think it might've been episode 19 or, or 20 something. Um, but that episode is just hilarious. And I tried listening back to it recently and the audio quality is actually brutal, but that is like one of the funniest thing. And, and what I love about it as well is that that was their first time ever being on a podcast or, or like ever being on any sort of like youtube sphere in 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 that sense and they're just so fucking naturally funny the two of them um and like 
all of the listeners were just like, yeah, this is a thing that's happening now and it's really funny and we really like it. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was really good. Um, I, I've spoken to them. It's so fucking hard, um, when you're an adult to actually organize things. Um, like, especially when I, like I just started a new job, uh, like four weeks ago and it takes up way more of my time than any job I've ever had before. Um, but which is good cause I, I really like it. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, but then other people have stuff going on in their lives and it's just really hard to get everyone together. Like I'd love to do another episode with those guys, but I don't know um, when we can find the time to actually go and do it, uh, which is a shame, but it's also a part of life. So um, that's sort of just um, a thing that happens. So um, I think I will probably leave it there. Um, pretty good uh, bit of bonus content I feel like I did like half an hour talking to myself um, didn't look at myself in the camera towards the second part which made it a lot easier for me but anyway uh, I'm gonna leave it there and uh, thanks a lot for watching thanks for listening um, check out like links in the description and stuff you know the subreddit will be there society six if you want to buy any merchandise for your friends or family or even people that you hate if you want to bombard them with midnight hour merchandise just to really confuse them like that's totally cool i would understand that decision i wouldn't necessarily support it but i think it would be a nice weird way to go about messing with someone's head um other than that you know uh stay cool and stay free and i wish i knew how to fucking end videos fuck this